Welcome to Running on Purpose, a weekly podcast dedicated to training the body, the mind, and the soul for what the race requires. My name is Steve Sisson, and I will be your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Running on Purpose. Um, your host, Steve, here with you, and Kristen's with me as well. Hello, Kristen. Hi, guys. And we are in our sitting in our backyard, so this episode is is done al fresco. Well, and you're probably going to hear some wind and our mouth-breathing dog, Kip. Yeah, this is the first time we've recorded outside. It's an absolutely gorgeous day in Central Texas. I think it was 75 degrees this afternoon. It's starting to get a little little cooler. Um, and we just thought we would try recording outside because we're talking about seasons and seasonality and the holidays and um, getting a little reflective today, aren't we? We're, we're Yeah, okay, because hold on. That sounds a little bit lame, like this is going to be a Hallmark episode, and it's not. It's just... It's about as Hallmarky as Kristen and Steve get. Well, there is that, although we are getting soft-ish, apparently. <laughs> anyway, I, so in considering the holidays, we're... We think that the holidays is a time to reflect on the past, um, consider where you are in the present, and plan ahead for the future. So our episode is going to be broken up that way, yeah. I guess. It doesn't sound so squishy, right? No, I don't think so. And I think, you know, so many times people talk about the holidays in right in the middle of it, and we're kind of doing this at the front end because um, we came at this topic from a different space with this idea of seasons and seasonality. And then we realized there really wasn't enough meat on those bones and that we needed to be, um, we wanted to get deeper and, and to go deeper. So we took a little bit of time and um, Kristen came up with some, a really good framework for us to kind of consider the holidays, gratitude, reflection, um, and, you know, threading this line from, uh, Thanksgiving, which is sort of being gratitude, having gratitude and being grateful, through to Christmas, which is family um, and uh, faith and and where you're at in your world, all the way through to the new year, where we have the this the pushing off from the old year into uh, reflections and and what you want from the new year. So we're doing that here early in in mid November. Because we don't want to talk about it anymore after this. <laughs> Actually, not really true, but <laughs> no, we're just all going to be so uh, so inundated with yeah, you almost Christmas get sick lights of it. and gifts and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, holiday parties, barf. <laughs> anyway, so we'll start. Let's start with the past, right? Let's, yeah, let's go deep into the past. <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so. It's the end of the year, and you just spent the last 11 to 12 months running, and you ran, I don't know, 2,000, 3,000 miles, and mm. that took you 300 to 600 hours, and that's not to mention the hundreds of hours you spent stretching, strength training, reading, listening to various podcasts, flying to races, and all of that says nothing about the thousands of dollars <laughs> we spend every year on running shoes and our $80 a pair of socks and uh, race entries, physical therapy, nutrition, massage, blah, blah, blah. Energy, right? Time, energy, money, all those are just, it's effort. And when are people spending time reflecting 
on that experience. Yeah. So you just did all of those things and it's the end of the year. So sit back a second and consider why did you do that? Um, I know that we've talked before a little bit about your why or your purpose in running. I mean, this is the Running on Purpose podcast. So it's it's important now to look back and consider why you did those things. Um, it's not something to feel guilty over when you when you look at all of the time and money and energy you've put into doing this thing, but rather consider, is there a deeper purpose you feel for your running? And this could be a perfect time to hold yourself accountable for the choices that you have made over the last 12 months. Um, so if you know your purpose, spend some time reflecting on that and reinforcing the truths that you carry into your running. Maybe as Steve likes to say, go deeper into that purpose. Yeah. Like what, why, what really is that? And does it hold up to the scrutiny, um, of the last 12 months or 11 months or 13 months that you're looking back? If you're looking back on the year 2019, does your purpose hold up? Did it play out in, uh, the work you did from a training perspective? Did you reach the goals that you'd set for 2019? And if you didn't, that's okay. But did your purpose reinforce, did the reason you do this reinforce and um, work together with the races that you chose, the training that you chose to do, the, the places you chose to go with your running? Are those things played out I think so many times we can make a mission statement or make a purpose or say we're doing it something for a reason. But if we have to step back and look at what we actually did, is that true? Um, is it, does it play out in the results that you got? And I'm not talking necessarily about the actual race results that you got, but more along the lines of the experience you had with your running. You spent so much, as Kristen just outlined, you spent so much time doing it, so much effort, spent time away from your family, you spent time away from, you, you know, not, not putting all of your intent on your occupation, on your work, on your family. And that's, it's a good thing that you did those things, but does it reinforce your purpose? And you might just say yes, but what I'm going to ask you to like write down at least three different ways that your purpose was was played out in the year. Can you do that? Can you come up with three specific examples of how 2019, your reasons for running, um, were played out, right? And did they, did, did those experiences reinforce and make that experience of your purpose shine? I mean, did you feel it? Uh, because it's, it's like a lived thing. It, it can't just be something on a piece of paper. Anytime anybody writes goals down, they tell you you have to feel them. In order to reach the goal to the level that you want to, you have to feel it. Can you feel your purpose? Do you feel the reason that you're doing this? You know, I can tell people my purpose for running. I know for a fact. I've developed this over this last year. It's that I can learn more about myself. Like, am I learning more about myself? Am I making myself a better human being? And does running do that for me? Um, I set a goal this year and I achieved that goal. And again, if I look back on the race itself and the training itself, 
Does that reinforce that experience of my purpose? Absolutely. And does it re does it tell me that my purpose is something that I can count on going forward into the new year? Absolutely. So I ask people to go three different ways. Just do try to find three different examples and and see. If you can't come up with three, then something's wrong. Either you're not living your purpose out or your purpose isn't really the reason that you think it is. Yeah, I find that last point especially true with people, um, certainly people that I've worked with in the past, um, and this idea of requiring a purpose before we even start working together, and that it absolutely must be impenetrable. It has to be absolutely internal and not external. Um, Intrinsic, not extrinsic. Right. I am a mom, and it would be very easy and sort of pat for me to say, I run for my daughter, or I run to show my daughter I am strong. And perhaps there's some truth in it, but that is not my truth. My daughter knows I'm strong. I show her that in many, many other ways. And also, I just inherently am strong. And so I think when... When looking at your purpose and reflecting over the last year, consider those things and how, like Steve said, did your purpose hold up in your training over the year? And, and if, and if it did continue with that, perhaps go deeper, but if it didn't, maybe it's time for you and, or if you didn't have a purpose, maybe it's time for you to to find yours over the holidays, spend some time. I'm really into running meditations. Um, spend some time thinking of that in the silence in the morning before the sun has risen. Um, I really encourage you to spend some time over the holidays to reflect on on the idea of purpose. Yeah. I mean, we. one other thing about if you already know your purpose, one other thing that can be very helpful too to help kind of pull this in a little bit is to think about some experiences that you may have had running that weren't optimal. Um, maybe you had a really challenging summer in the heat and things weren't optimal. If you had a race result that didn't you didn't achieve what you had hoped to achieve in that race, does that still, reflecting on that, does that still um, meet, does your why stand up to that failure or that not achieving that experience? Can you still say, I didn't reach my beak, I didn't get a Boston qualifier, oh, my why doesn't matter anymore? If so, then your why really wasn't good. Um, And like you said, let's say that someone doesn't know their purpose. Um, And so this is, you said, this is a really, really good time for people to consider um, why they're doing this. Yeah, and going back to knowing your purpose, um, I'd also encourage you to to find ways going forward um, you could incorporate your purpose more into your running, even if it's just saying it before a run or saying it before a workout, um, spending five minutes in your headspace in the morning, contemplating your purpose, um, just bringing it into your life um, in subtle ways. Right. I, you know, I think this is one way in the conversation I had recently with Lenny Waite. Um, we talked about nervousness and people are dealing with nerves before races and 
Um, one surefire way to really help bring your nerves under control before a race is to be able to go back to your purpose and say, hey, I'm doing this for this reason. So for, in my case, I know that I run so that I can learn something more about myself and so I can be the best human I can be. And I know that getting on a starting line is going to make me um, is going to make me suffer and then I'm going to have to push myself and that I'm going to be given many opportunities to to kind of give up. And so if I know that going into that, my reason for doing it is because I really, really want to see what I'm made of and to learn more about myself, then it doesn't really have to be this, it's not terrible. And if I don't achieve it, then I say, okay, I've got more work to do. And if I do achieve it, I have this incredible feeling of, of satisfaction and benefit of having done what I said I was going to do. And if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, then then I have to ask myself more questions about that purpose or say, is, is, this really, is this really something I do? And I know that I'll go back to it. In fact, my experience at this point is I'm almost, I'm very rarely nervous. I think more often than not, people are nervous because they don't have any clear idea of why they're doing what they're doing. And they're doing it because of reasons that aren't really deeply internal to them and intrinsic to them. Yeah, I would say spend the next month and a half um, before the new year um, considering your reasons for running and think about them from a very, this sounds awful, but from a very selfish place. Like your, your why has to be about you. So consider that. And then also consider the way that running makes you a better person and the way that you want it to make you a better person. Mm, yeah. I feel like those are chewy enough to to spend a few runs over the next six weeks in considering your purpose. Yeah, you know, one thing I like, I've asked my training group to do in preparation for getting their purpose started is like to write a letter to running. Like if you wanted to tell running something, if the, especially if you're challenged in this area, if you're like, I just can't come up with anything, um, then just writing a letter to running that can be in gratitude or that can be in anger <laughs> or it could be in um, in any way that you want it to, it will really help pull you into getting an idea and creating a basic framework for that question. So, um, yeah, more to come on that but because it's important. I mean, in order to reflect on where you've been in this past year, you need to be putting it up against um, why you're doing this, as we said. And if you don't know, then... Um, we're going to help you out with that. And that's what this whole purpose, this whole podcast is about in the long term. Yeah. So next up on, on, on past reflections of the year, um, think about, think about what you achieved over the last 12 months. Um, did you get what you wanted? Um, maybe you started off the year with 18 different goals or maybe just one, did you get what you wanted through your running? And we're not just talking about time, right? Like time on a clock, but emotionally, physically, spiritually, did you, did you achieve the things you wanted from the act of putting one foot in front of the other for two to two to 3,000, 4,000 miles <laughs> that you ran over the year? Um, and 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 maybe maybe you did get the time and maybe you didn't but what did you i guess what i'm asking is what did you learn along the way about running and about yourself about yeah, who you a, are as a human who you are as a runner that's such a great way to frame it right if it 
like we like to say running is a path with heart. And if it is a path with heart, then what did it, what did it show you? What was that, what has that journey of this last year been? Because it's going to be really, really helpful to being, to going into your present and going into your future. Yeah. And I think that this, so this is really relevant for all of us. Um, you know, as you guys know, I came off of a multi-month injury and maybe you're in the same boat or maybe you had a beautiful training cycle and you ate shit on your race day or maybe you maybe you ran a beautiful race and it applies to everybody, right? Um but this kind of this is kind of in line with what Steve always talks about when he talks about how the marathon always wins. Um we never really come out of a training cycle or a race absolutely on top of the world. And if we did, we're kind of fooling ourselves because there was a lesson and, and probably multiple lessons to be learned throughout the course of your training cycle and on at, at many points in your race. And I would encourage you to spend some time thinking about that. Write them down um, because running isn't just about running right? If it is about pushing your limits and, and discovering more about who you are as a person, as a mom, a dad, a warrior, um, a human, I think it's important to, to think about those things, the lessons that running has to offer. Yeah. I I like to say that almost everyone will spend a really substantial period of time reflecting and thinking about, um, a poor race result but people mm-hmm. don't spend enough time uh, really doing the same kind of soul searching and the same kind of investigation on positive race results. And if you had a great 2019 and you've been, and you had a good year, then be thinking about the things that you did well and that things that you might have done that could have been better because now's the time to be thinking about that stuff. And it gives you plenty of time over the next six weeks as you go into maybe setting goals and setting your purpose for the year 2020 to have spent some time reflecting on both the good and the bad. And that's what we're asking. That's what we think that this holiday season is for. It's for, especially as you're going into your past, like what happened and how do you feel about what happened and where will that put you um, for the things you might want to be doing next year yeah so that was the past we made it (laughs) we made it through that that was a little emotional i think for for me anyway um okay uh let's spend some time talking about the present and when we talk about the present um i really had this idea of thanksgiving and gratitude and this time being the time where we show our appreciation for um, the place we are in life, the people in our lives, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, yes, you should do that every day, but (laughs) we're not always great at that. So let's do it now in um, what space are you currently in with running as you go into the holidays? And for you, is this a time to feast and rest and figure out and, and to just take a break from an intense training cycle? Or are you planning on racing in January or February? And do you need to spend the holidays figuring out how to stay on your path while everybody 
everybody around you is living it up with <laughs> cookies and wine and parties. Um, and then can you find balance in either space that you currently occupy? Yeah, so if people are... I think so many people go into the holidays in a stressed place. They walk in the they walk into this time of the year um, not having done the reflection that we just talked about with the past and are not currently really in a in an understanding of what their present is. And as you said, if you're if you're going to be racing in in December and and January and maybe February, you know, you've got to have your shit together. You need to have your your eyes on your prize about what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to accomplish. And knowing that that is the way that you're going to have to approach the holidays, you'll go into the holidays with less stress. You'll still have to make the hard decisions that need to be made in that process, but they'll be easier to make because you understand where you stand with that. Yeah, I think... Um I think, you know, a lot of this will go back to our episode on balance and and finding a way to hold space for your goals, but also let your hair down a little and um and not and not fight the current of your of our culture, which is holiday parties and, you know, and time with family and food that is not <laughs> runner friendly <laughs> most of the time. Um, but I do, I do think that if you didn't listen to the episode on balance, definitely go back and do that. But, um, a lot of those elements are true in during the holidays. Um, and if you're not training for anything, don't, don't forget that running is important to you, that it, it probably is to some extent your medicine. So it's, it's easy to get swept up in the hustle and bustle of what your family expects from you, but make sure that you're still taking the time for yourself as often as you can to go out and, and, and be with your body running in the world, moving through space. Yeah, and I mean, I think that that's the thing is like you can absolutely have a better experience if you know if you're in season, knowing you're in season and being in that space, and if you're not in season, then relaxing and enjoying the entire process and not feeling stressed about your weekly mileage, not feeling stressed about hitting specific workouts. Yes, you still want to stay engaged and, and to have it be your medicine. That means that you're committed to that long-term approach, but it's not the time to be freaking out about it. It's like I tell people when they're on vacation, be on vacation. In the holidays, be in the holidays. Still get your work done, but don't hold yourself to the same level of accountability if you don't have a goal that's lining up and being there. Because after the new year, you're going to probably, those people who have a, a spring marathon or a spring 5K or 10K that they're really going to be focusing on and gearing up for, you're, you've got plenty of time to get yourself in gear and get yourself where you need to be to achieve the goal that you want. Now's the time to be with your family. Now's the time to, to be reflective and gra have gratitude. Now's the time to be present for where you are and to take running for what it is in the overall context of your whole life rather than it being the way it is most of the rest of the year when you're really in race mode, you're, you're really focused and, and you're pushing the other parts of your life out. It's like this is a time for you to be more inclusive with your running and to look at running as a much bigger, more important overall part of your life because that's not something that happens when we're in full-on race mode typically. 
Um, there's a level of selfishness, I think, that actually is inherent in the training process that you don't have, if you're not training specifically for a race during this period, this is a time to get much larger, more expansive view of what our sport can be and what it's all about. Yeah. Um, yes, to all of that. <laughs> but now I want to talk about something that I, I don't know, maybe it's just the current space that I'm occupying, but something that gets me really excited and that's as cheesy as it sounds, um, gratitude. Um, how do you find gratitude in running? Um, and how do you go, how do you go deeper with that gratitude? Because it's really easy as a runner, as an athlete, to we hold ourselves to the standard that sometimes isn't realistic. And it's also very, looking at it from the outside can be very extreme. We are adults in the world running and doesn't pay our bills. And it doesn't, it requires a lot of time and effort and energy a lot of sacrifice and I think sometimes we look at our running and we expect ourselves to to be Shalane. We expect ourselves to be Kipchoge and we're not and we're all just out here doing the best that we can and and so it's really easy to get bummed out by a bad workout or by a bad race season or by an injury but at the end of the day we're all able to do this thing that we love in whatever capacity that is. And Steve, you talked about it earlier and you talked about it in like the miracle of, of running that our body gets to do this thing that is so natural and so primal and so beautiful. And I think, I think it's really important to just be grateful that you can do that. And set aside all of these expectations we have of times we need to run, miles that need to get clocked every week, at which paces, what our buddy did that we didn't do. Um, let go some of the disappointment and the negative space that we can sometimes find ourselves in and just look at the beauty of it. Hold some space for gratitude. I mean, we've, you're right. We've got arms, we've got legs, we've got um, opportunity. It's a privilege to be able to mm. do what we do. And um, now this is a great time to be reflecting on that. We're grateful for so many other things this time of the year. But being grateful for just being able to do the thing we love to do is huge. I've talked about this before in my experience of running a marathon race recently. And you know, I was going through a really tough patch of the race and wondering, was I going to be able to do what I wanted to do and achieve what I wanted to achieve? And I just decided to go to a space of gratitude and be thankful for the fact that I could run and that the people were out there on the course handling the handling the water stops and that there that the the police were out on the course having shut the course down and that there were people out on the race course helping us, um, you know people out on the race course setting up water stops and all those other things. And it, it just helped me get out of my negative space. Um, so if we think about that from a much larger perspective, uh, it's that gratitude can really um, lift us. And there's something about it that 
really helps change the world. And it brings us to the next point, which is it shows us our connections. It shows us how connected we are um, as a species, as humans, with our world and with um, other humans, that this our, our current political climate and our current space continues to kind of pull us apart and pull us away. But running is something that really connects us. Um, and that's what this time of year is about, looking at those connections and the ways that those connections can um, bring us together with the larger running community, the way that they bring us together with our family and ways that we can can look at that more expansively, I guess. Yeah, I think, um, well, going back just a second to gratitude and then we'll go on to community is thank the people in your life and show gratitude to the people in your life who make it possible for you to go and run. Um, whether that's your mom shows up for a race day or your, your husband trades off with you so that you can run or you trade off with your husband so that he can run or whatever, whatever it is. However, Mm -hmm. we all have people in our lives who make it possible for us to run or your training partners who, who give you the support to, to have steady, steady buddies next to you, buddy battle buddies, as they say. Right. So just, I definitely encourage you to to thank those people, right? To recognize that you're not in this alone and that there are people who, who make this possible for you. And now we can go back to community. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're all interconnected, aren't they? I mean, isn't that all? They're all, they're all in a lot of ways, the, it's kind of the same. It sounds like a love fest and shiny, happy people and, and holding hands and dancing through the, through the daisies. But I, I can just tell you that this is, whether you recognize it or not, it is a deep and abiding reason for why we do this thing. And you only need some time to reflect that gratitude will help you recognize um, your connection to the people that you love, as Christian just said, the people who have made the sacrifices to allow you to be in the position that you are, and the opportunities that that gratitude will show you in the connections that we have think about this we're going into one of the most one of the weekends where more people run than any other time of the year almost every local community has a turkey trot they have a race where they recognize number one the gratitude that we all have as you know as an as as americans for the opportunities we have but also the thankfulness and gratitude we have that we have our bodies to be able to do the things that we can do. And then that looking around at those other people, they're all people who maybe don't run any other. These folks may not race any other time of the year. This may be the only time that they um, lace up their shoes and go out and pay their money to get on a starting line. And there's just that experience of standing on a starting line and looking around at all the other people that are there for the same reason and it goes back to that experience I had in the marathon where I just realized how many people had, how many people are connected to me and how many people are sacrificing to give me the opportunity to do the thing that I love to do. Um, and I think that, that that also can line us up with um, other opportunities that we have during the holidays to connect with people. Um, there are other ways that we can look at reaching out 
beyond our smaller sphere of our small local running group or our, the people we happen to run with on a day-to-day basis and, and ex- you know, do more with it. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, there are a number of ways that you can do that, you know, sort of that, that, that giving back or that connecting spirit over the holidays with running. Maybe you run with a different group. Um, maybe you, one of the things that I've absolutely fallen in love with lately is, um, is helping, helping my friends and workouts and helping to pace somebody else. Or maybe you just, you just pick a different person in your group who's maybe not your same pace and you hang back and you run with them or you, I think just reaching out and trying to, to feel one another and to, I don't know, it's, it's like to experience lo- the love of running in a different way than you do every single day. Not that, not that the way that you experience it is bad or less than it's, it's equally as beautiful, but go out of your comfort zone some and, and try something new so that you can connect communities or you can connect groups because it's not it's not just about you or your running group. It's not us versus them. We're all just out here trying to learn about ourselves, trying to get fast or get in shape or maintain fitness. We're, we're doing the same thing. We're all doing the same thing, maybe for slightly different reasons. But I think if we can look past... And this is, like Steve said, especially true in this political climate. If we can look past some of what not necessarily divides us, but makes us different or into groups and try to bring our communities together. This is how we change the world. And I am 100% committed to beating this drum, Kristen, this drum that says that, yes, we can focus on the body and the results that we can get from our running. Yes, we can focus on the mind and how we can optimize and and get the best scenario possible to have the kinds of runs and races and results that we want to. But I'm also so, we are both so focused on recognizing the soul element that this deeper connection, this deeper meaning that plays into the experience of running. I'm just unapologetic and... Um, and, gonna co- and I think we're both continuing to go down this road more and more because we know how important it is to remind people that there it isn't crucially important to get to have goals and set goals and have have those experiences, but it's also important to connect and recognize how interconnected and how much love plays a part in this whole experience. Um, I don't think there's enough people talking about that in our world anymore. I know one person who is. <laughs> Elliot Kipchoge said after he broke two hours in the marathon that a running world is a peaceful world. And let's all take some time to think about how we can contribute to that peace through running. Yeah, he's the fastest guy in the world. And he's saying, look at this as more. You aren't limited. And speaking of not being limited, like, what's next? Right as you go through this period of gratitude, and we talked about the future, the, the the past, and then this present of being where you are and the experience that we are of this holiday. What we also want to really encourage you in this episode to be thinking into your future and 
what you're hoping to achieve and hope what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. Um, goals. What are your goals for the coming year? And you can, you can think about that in a number of different ways. Um, we like to say mind, body, soul goals. Um, that can be time on a clock or that can be the ways in which you would like for your running warrior spirit to permeate the rest of your life. Um, it can be what races do you want to run? What parts of the world do you want to see through running? Um, who would you like to reach out and connect to in the future through running? What stories would you like to tell through running? Yeah, there's such a over focus on a goal being a time goal and a, and a result goal. Um, but there are other parts of this and this process of uh, getting that goal that you might want to run from a time perspective, uh, flesh out that experience with other ways that you can op- you can have a bet- as good experience of your running as possible. By focusing on the mental aspects, you're focusing on things that will challenge you from a concentration and focus perspective, from an imagination, a perspective of imagination and what you believe you can accomplish, from the perspective of connecting to other people and seeing the interconnections that we have as people. And you know, that leads right into the soul aspect of, of the meaning that you find behind this. And you can, you should be looking into this coming year of what is it that you really want to get out of this running experience and how is it interwoven? How is this thread interwoven from your past through this present and into this future that you want to create in 2020? What will that look like? And we encourage you to, yes, have that, that, command performance, time-related goal, that qualification goal, that thing that will allow you to feel like the time and energy that you spent on it was valuable and necessary and important. But also, what are other goals that you can set that can feed into a more authentic and deeper experience of running? This is a path with heart. This is something that really can change the world, as Iliad said. And how do you, how are you, how is your way to play that? What's your part to play in all of that? Because we need everyone to play their part. We need everyone to be interconnected and to recognize these interconnections. And what a great way to do it by moving through space and running. Um, it's our, it's a primal thing. And, you know, there you, you want to talk about the past and the present and the future. They're all, I think running is such a great metaphor for all of that with life. I don't, I don't really know what else to say after all of that. Except for, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about who I have been in running, who I currently am in running, and where I want to go. And we we all change. Um, we all grow, hopefully, right? And one of the questions that I've been sort of simmering with is, in what ways can I be more authentic? In what ways can I be more honest and truthful in my life through running? So what are ways? Can you name one? Um, I can name one that's certainly true in this present time, which is letting go of an 
of of goals and expectations that currently don't serve my highest good. And what are the challenges related around that? So you can say that, but yet you have to convince yourself of it. And why well, is that? Because I think a lot of times we are all, one, we all worry about what other people think about us. Um, that's just human nature. Maybe it's not our number one concern, but it crosses all of our minds. Um, and I think also where I know for myself, I sometimes am afraid to disappoint the people in my life, right? Intellectually, I know nobody gives a shit, right? They want me to be happy and healthy and strong. Um, but there is that, there is that thought and I, and I think also I have an idea of who I want to be as a runner, but it's very physical and not necessarily considering the spiritual and emotional components of running. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So when you think about your future and you think about that particular question, that the goals that you've had in the past don't seem to resonate now, and so where will that place you in your future? Then you've got these more um, ephemeral and um, non-concrete uh, goals like or, or hopes, right? So what are steps that you can take in the coming six weeks to flesh that out, to put, to put some muscle and some sinew and some, and some skin on those bones? Because you know those to be true and authentic for you, right? But yet they're a little bit woo-woo and they're a little bit weird. And they certainly are out of alignment of the kind of runner that you have been for many, many years. So in your situation, and I'm asking you these questions primarily so that our listeners will be in the space of saying, wow, this can be impactful for me to go through my past, to think about my present and being having gratitude and connection, and then looking at goal setting from a little bit of a different perspective. So are there ways for you to, to do that? And, and, and how, and what might they be? And, and as, as an initial foray and sort of explore, exploration in that, not necessarily the final word. Yeah, I think, um, I think there are things I already started doing. And a lot of it is stuff we've talked about today, which is I'm taking a step back from the numbers and I am connecting with my community. I am taking time to help people in workouts. I'm taking time to help pace people in races or going out for runs where maybe I don't take my watch or I still want to get work in. So maybe I just go run hard for 10 miles and let that be whatever it is. Um, I think there are a lot of ways, and I didn't know this before. I think there are a lot of ways I can still occupy the warrior space of running without having to be so on. Um, I'm going into the, my next few races will be not goal oriented, but connection oriented. I want to run with a friend for the experience of running with her and trying to run fast together, whatever that is. The time doesn't matter. It's about the experience and Really, I think learning to be more in love with 
with running and less in love with the sexiness of numbers. Yeah. So that's more authentic for me. So I think that that's, those are ideas that you want to flesh out more concretely and, and write down on putting pen to paper or at least um, fingers to keyboard um, from the perspective of will you a year from now look at those, um, these current, this current space that you're in and occupying and be able to reflect as we are asking people to do to 2019, will you be able to look at 2020 and say, those are things I wanted in 2020 and I did them or as we asked people at the beginning of this episode to do, or is it, are you able to look back at and say, you know, I changed a lot in 2020. And so those aren't the expectations and goals I had. That's just fine too. Here's the thing about goal setting that no one ever talks about. The goal setting is only there to create a framework and an opportunity for you to have a vision and, and, and to put steps out on the road. It's not really about that end goal. As we've already talked about this many times, it's about the process that you're going through, but you've got to have a direction. You've got to know where you're going. And in this case, you're saying, hey, I'm going somewhere I've not been before. So because you've not been there, I think it's really important to get some kind of clarity on what it is that you expect it to be or that you want it to be. Or... You just say, I'm okay with not knowing and experiencing it and being present in that moment. But either way, those are still goals. Either way, those are still expectations and they're still taking the future and saying, this future is the future I hope for myself. And whether that's the same place you are in the end of 2020 when we redo this again in November of 2020 and ask people to go through this process again, then no matter what, you have grown. You have looked at your running in a way that said, this matters to me, it's a path with heart, and I've gone a lot of different roads on it this past year, and I've learned a lot about myself. Well, then it's good. And it really won't be about whether you got your Boston qualifier or whether you got some other particular goal time or whether you um, ran X number of miles in that year. It'll be a lot more about, is this running something that feeds me and fuels me and creates connection and creates more a better me? And if the answer is yes, then job well done. And if the answer is no, well, what can I do and in what ways can I frame this to get better at it? And that's really all we're asking people to do in this episode is uh, for all the hippy dippiness and all of the, all of that, it's still like, why are you doing this? And, and how, how can you do it better? And what we really want to know is how can we help? So, is this an episode that you listen to and say, oh, my God, could you please stop with all this? Well, let me know. Let us know and let us know what you think about it. If is, is this an episode that you're like, oh, yes, you're hitting on all the points is really what I needed to hear? Well, let us know about it. You can reach us at Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N, at telosrunning.com. Um, if you're interested in, um, in our training programs, you can find us at www.telosrunning.com. Um, we love putting this podcast together. We had fun doing this particular episode. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks y'all.